Prasun, you might want to hear this. If Rahani has a bad series, his selection is going to get under. Under he'll he'll play all four test matches, obviously. If he does not score a hundred this series, I think people are going to really be like Rahani. This might be time up now. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Silly Points Podcast. This is our seventh one. We took a short break for midterms and uh, other other stuff, but we're back and it's going to be a more consistent schedule. Um, I know you guys missed us a lot for this, but yeah, um, we're back. But uh, today we're talking about um, just briefly going over the IPL. Um, not really talking about the games, but just giving a brief prediction on our uh, finals winner and orange and purple cap, as well as MVP. Um, it's fairly straightforward in all of those, but um, yeah, we'll quickly go over those. And then we're mainly going to be talking about the India-Australia test series. Um, the, the test squads and ODI and T20 squads were announced um, pretty recently, probably a week ago. But uh, we wanted to cover this. This is something we've been pushing back for a while. But um, yeah, we're just going to go into that. And uh, yeah, that's going to be the majority of our podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. And uh, actually, just to start things off, uh, we did this last podcast, but there was like a hot picks thing. I'm just going to do one this time. Um, I'm here with Rishi and Lecture, by the way. Um, and yeah, so I'll just be asking them one thing. Um, just keep it brief and we can quickly move on from there. But uh, yeah, first, the, the first and only hot pick is Stokes at Headingley or the World Cup. Which one did you guys like? Uh, which would you have rather been there to watch or which would you rather have been there to like be a part of? So I actually watched uh, the World Cup final live. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. The World Cup final, easily. Oh, okay. the World Cup final. But if you're talking about Stokes only, Stokes' headingly innings is better than his World Cup final innings. I think, ordinarily, I would say that the World Cup final innings would top anything because of its scale and significance. And I still think, on significance, the World Cup final is greater than anything he's done. But as a pure cricket innings, I think the Headingley one is just hard to top. It's arguably in the top three or four test innings of all time. And the fact that he ended up scoring the majority of his runs with the ninth wicket is just absolutely incredible. You know, um, I think it's a type of innings that really showcase the incredible batsman that he is, his versatility. He started off with two of 50 balls and then ended up hitting Nathan Lyon for three sixes. He went through all the gears there. It was as complete of an innings as you'll find. Perfect marshalling the tail. I think that's easily a better innings from him by far. I'm not, I'm gonna, I, I like to be the old, I can say that's not even the best innings of 2019. Oh, yeah, that was Kushal Pereira. I agree yeah. with that. Okay. But the fact is, that doesn't change the fact that Stokes' heading leadings are still one of the greatest of all time. It's both just that both the top four, but Kushal Pereira takes number one in 2019. Yeah, absolutely. Both are amazing, but I think Pereira is the greatest of all time. Yeah, and overseas in Sri Lanka is way worse than England. Absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, that doesn't take away from Stokes' significance. It just means there was another godly innings. But, yeah. Cool, yeah. Uh, I'd take the World Cup. Um, There's personally something. There's more to show for it as well um, than winning the actual World Cup rather than, like, just forcing Australia to play another game to retain the Ashes. But, uh, yeah, I'd go with the World Cup as well, like Rishi. Um, yeah, I, just saw, I actually saw Rajasthan Royals were doing these were doing these insider interviews, and Stokes said the exact same thing. He said he'll take the World Cup innings over Headingley because um, they want one of them gave him the World Cup. We already gave him the Ashes. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, cool. So moving on to the IPL, uh, try and keep this brief, but we have Mumbai and DC in the final. Um, DC really, you know, taking the cake and uh, against SRH and then Mumbai just waltzing into the final. Um, I personally think it's going to be fairly straightforward for them, um, for Mumbai to win it. Um, and along with that, Boomer is going to take more wickets than Robata there, and uh, two more, in fact, and uh, take the purple cap. And I don't think that one's going to have enough runs in that match to uh, top KL Rahul and get the orange cap. What do you guys think? So it's tough. I think, firstly, for the purple cap, it's something I've gone back and forth on for a long time. But... Uh, I think, firstly, for the orange cap, at least, I think it's going to be Rahul. I don't think that one's going to have an impactful enough innings, so I think he's going to still retain it. Uh, that doesn't mean I think he's been as good of a batsman as he could be this IPL, but that's a conversation for a different time. Most runs, I don't see anyone crossing Rahul. For most wickets, I think it's going to end up being Rabada still. The two-wicket head start gives him a bit of a bump up. He's on 29 to Burma's 27. Um, it's possible Burma takes it, but Rabada's consistent, consistently been taking two or three wickets in the death. I think that's something that continues tomorrow. Um, and so I would say Rabada is my pick for Purple Cap. Yeah, um, I'll keep it short. Rabada and Rahul will be my predictions. Uh, simply because the odds of that one scoring 67 are are not like that's it's less than fifty, so I'm just gonna go safe and say Rahul and then yeah, Rabada's two wicket head start and he always gets at least one two wickets. So Bremer will need like a four for a five for to really secure himself ahead, which is unlikely because the odds are just not in his favor there. And then yeah, it should be uh Mumbai has a mental advantage over Delhi right now. The only thing I can I have going for Delhi is that they've dropped the batsman. Who, who really struggled against them, who scored all those ducks in the last game, and they changed their opening combo. So that's the only reason why. That's my only hope that I have that Delhi can make this a competitive final. Otherwise, yeah, it's going to be Mumbai, unfortunately, because... It'll definitely be more competitive than the quarters or the, the qualifiers versus uh, Mumbai and D.C. Yeah, sure. yeah. especially Prithvi, and then moving up Stoinis, I think that'll help a lot. That's a big issue that they've had throughout the, the season, right? It's just yeah. lack of consistency from their batsmen. And then their bowling attack has been phenomenal throughout. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on to the main topic right now. That was pretty quick. But, um, yeah, in the Australia Test Series, the uh, squads have been announced. Uh, I can just read out all the names. This is for the Test Squad. Um, you have Kohli, Agarwal, Shaw, Rahul, Pujara, Rahane. Um, shout out to Presson. Bihari, Gil, Saha, Pant, Bumrah, Shami, Yadav, Saini, Yadav, um, Jadeja, Ashwin, and Siraj. So, yeah, what do you guys think about that squad? Uh, who do you think the openers are going to be uh, and who's keeping? And do you, do you agree with the decision to keep Pant focused on test matches rather than uh, white ball cricket? Uh, so I, I actually think it's a bit tough on Punt in general because I don't think he's done anything to really merit being dropped. I understand that they think that he could be doing a lot more in 2020s, but the fact of the matter is they put him in the toughest role in T20 cricket at number four, and they've expected him to perform well when they haven't really given him the support needed. So I don't think his omission 
from the T20 and ODI squads was fair. Uh, that's to answer the first part of your question of whether or not it's good to keep him focused on tests. I don't think it's fair on him. I think he deserves to be in all three formats. But now that they made that decision, I think he does have another gear of his test game that he can unlock. We've seen him do excellently in England and Australia, playing some wonderful innings overseas. I think he's got to be the starting wicketkeeper, and I think he will be. And I think he's going to have a lot to offer. And I think they're going to have to rely a lot on his runs because you win in Australia, as Stuart Broad said, by putting up 550 in the first innings. You know, you you can claim all this stuff about, oh, you need a great bowling attack. And you do. You really do. But tests in Australia are primarily won through having a great batting lineup that can support and anchor the match. Because no matter how good your bowling lineup is, if you keep getting bowled out for 250, you're not going to win much games. Um, also, just to clarify, he is going to be the starting keeper because Saha is injured. Yeah, of course, but so, it's just—it's so not even going to be a debate. It's not a debate, and yeah. I don't—I don't think Indians are going to pick up a backup keeper. At worst, they'll have Kale Rahul is the backup keeper. But, you know, knowing India's selection policy, wouldn't surprise me if they put Rahul in as test keeper out of some sheer idiocy. But I don't even think they'd do that. It's quite clear. Uh, it's got to be Pant to start. Yeah, Pant will start. Uh, obviously, uh, two things that are important is Rohit Sharma and Ishan Sharma are injured. They're being monitored. Obviously, if they're fit, they'll directly fit into this test squad so i'm so that's one thing uh to keep in mind so ishant will be a little bit tough i think rohit should come back but ishant might be a bit tough there there's a uh, nca report today that there's good progress and i think he'll he might not start he might not play the first test but i think he'll be fit at least for at least for second or third test match i believe I think he might come back by the third but given the volume of overs that ishant wants you don't want to rush him back if he's anywhere like anywhere away from 100%. He has to be at 100 to come back because you rely on him to bowl 25, 30 overs an inning. He can't ha- hold that up if he's not fully healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah but with the lack of Ishan Sharma, you have a bolstered pace attack with Saini and Siraj coming in. Uh, pretty important, at least in Australia, having a pace, a solid pace attack, which is something India struggled with in the past. But uh, coming in with Bumrah, um, Yadav somewhere, Mohamed Shami, and um, the other two new bowlers. Um, also, the selection of Kuldeep Yadav. Not sure how many games he'll play uh, or matches he'll play, but uh, what do you think? Like a uh, Chinaman as bowler? There's nothing wrong with the, any of India's picks for Pacers. It was honestly pretty obvious that Bumrah, Shami, Yadav has always been the fourth Pacer, and then obviously with Ishan's injury, they've gone further too. Sani's been in test squads, and Siraj is a, honestly one of India's best uh, performers in domestic First class cricket, so and I think Sani's got in there his spot based on his pace and, be, and because pace is obviously important in Australia, you cannot have stuff one thirty k medium pacers out here bowling. So yeah, it's it's they're solid picks. Uh, there's not really much to debate there. I think uh, obviously Bumrah Shami will start if Ishan's not fit. Yadav will probably be the third pacer most likely. And for spinners, yeah, Ashwin Jada Kuldeep, that was the same spin attack they took last time. Kuldeep, obviously, he, he picked up a five for in his last test he played in Australia. Jadeja Ashwin also had good series. I don't see Kuldeep coming anywhere near the starting lineup, though, because yeah, and here's he why. I mean, first of all, he doesn't offer anything with a bat either. And with the ball, he's not better than Ashwin or Jadeja when they're fully healthy. It's a good cover to have, but... Cover, yeah. Frankly speaking, also, it's a little bit concerning to see that once again in the IPL, he's been performing pretty badly i don't think ipl and test performances are as correlated as people think but it certainly won't be helping him 
yeah, his I mean, yeah, maybe his confidence will be down. Um Khalid's only real chance in this series is probably gonna be the Sydney test match because I mean Ashwin seems to be getting injured almost every series now. Anyways, so if Ashwin if last time the same thing happens, he'll probably Khalid will probably fit in into the Sydney test match. Hopefully Ashwin doesn't get injured. I'm starting Ashwin as my first spinner in, in the test eleven with JH as my backup, by the way. What do y'all think? What are you going for spinners for spinners? Yeah, I think that's pretty logical. Um I think that's fair. Tried and tested. Ashwin also spins the ball more. And in Australia, um, he gets more bounce too. Uh, Jadeja is more of a flat, quick guy that gets a bit of turn and a bit of bounce. But Ashwin is a much more um, versatile spinner in my mind. And you need that in Australia. This isn't like a seeming wicket where you keep it thin and tight if you're a spinner. This is a wicket where you have to take advantage of the bounce of the turn. And no one does that better than Ashwin. Yeah, but I don't think you can go wrong with Jadeja because both of them had pretty much equal series. Ashwin took six wickets in the one test match he played. Jadeja got five and one and then two and two in the set one innings in Sydney. So you can't go wrong with Jadeja or Ashwin. Oh, no, absolutely yeah. not. They're both great yeah. players. I think Jadeja offers a bit more with a bat. I just think Ashwin yeah. offers enough with the ball to offset it because it's the type of thing where he can really maximize use of the pitch. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, yeah, there's not much really to say about the bowlers. India's bowling attack has been pretty good over overseas. The main concern here is obviously Ishan's fitness. He's been such a great, phenomenal bowler for India the last three years. He was a crucial part of that victory in 2018. And I think you know, I'm, I'm worried about how India are going to go against uh, David Warner because I think Ishan would have been the best exposed bowlers around the wicket weakness, which obviously it, it's not – as big because it's Australian conditions, but I still think Ishant. Ishant gets more swing than just about any bowler in the world in the over the last few our uh, last two years, and I think this is why in a place like Australia where there's not that much swing to begin with, you need someone who can extract every bit of that. Um, you've already got two genuine quicks who bowl above 140 and Jasprit Bumrah and Mohamed Shami, but Ishant gives you that workhorse. You can extract movement and life from a dead pitch or at least keep going and going. I would go as far as to say that he's a bowler that without Ishant being in the squad, I don't think India are favorites. For them to really have a chance at winning the series, I think he's got to come back by the third test at least because yeah. I think he... The jump between him and between the gap between him and Umesh Yadav is absolutely immense in my mind. Especially overseas. Uh, Yadav is superb for India at home, but at home, of course. But overseas, he's expensive. And India, Ishan, Bumrah, and Shami have been able to bowl really well to plans. And while Yadav can bowl the wicket taking balls, he does seem to stray a lot, especially likes to have follies. So, and Ishan's very accurate there. But yeah, let's move past the bowlers. It's a, it's not a very difficult selection there. Uh, I think for batsmen, we know three, four, five, six, pretty much solidified. It's going to be and seven. It's going to be Pujara, Kohli, Rahane, Vahari will be the six because India will go with the extra batsman overseas, and Pont will be seven, especially with Saha being injured. I think the real question will be the the opening combo. So obviously, Agarwal will take one opening spot. He's been he averages sixty in Test cricket, so there's no. There's no debate there. Uh, for the third opening, second opening spot, Rohit's obviously injured, but he might slot back in. We got Prithvi Shaw, K.O. Rahul, Shubman Gill, all contending for that spot. What are, what are you guys going with here? Um, if Rohit is still injured at that point, he's playing IPL now, but I'd go with Prithvi Shaw. Um, he, has, he had a, a great test match against New Zealand, um, scoring what uh, slightly above 50, I believe. 
um, in his first test, but um, he played he played that very well. I think um, it'll be good for the experience. Also, going to Australia, facing a quick bowling attack, um, seeing how he fends for himself there. He's obviously a really good batsman, but I think Shaw's the first option, even with KL Rahul there. Um, yeah, because you have Punt at wicketkeeper. There's no there's no chance Rahul's going to take that spot. But as opener as openers go, I think Prithvi Shaw is going to get that. Shubman Gill. Um, really hasn't had international test match experience yet, so it's hard to pick him. Um, but yeah, I'd go with Shaw. Yeah. I think for openers, I would go with Prithvi Shaw. Um, he's man in possession, and it's honestly, it would be a little bit tough on him to um, take him out. That said, if you take out the man in possession argument, I would say it should be Shubman Gill. So my openers would be Rohit Sharma to start with, with Mayan Gargarwal. Rohit is injured, obviously. Then based on team cohesion and based on the policy that once you have a spot, it's yours to keep unless you do something to lose it, it should be Shaw. But if we're going off of who the best player is, I think Gill's shown his technique time and again overseas in the A tours. He's averages more than Shaw in the first-class games. He's built long innings time to time. I think he's shown just about everything you can ask from. And uh, I would actually trust him to be the opener over Shaw if it was up to me and if I wasn't worried about selection dynamics and policies and anything like that. But it would send an incredibly bad message to pass over Shaw at this point, considering that he has actually been picked for this role several times already and hasn't really done much to lose a spot. So I guess I'm going with Shaw, but not really out of any special desire to. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna stick with what India did last series. So I don't wanna throw I would not like to throw a Batson on debut against probably the best pass bowling attack in the world and probably one of the most important series. But if I would start with Shaw and see how that goes, and if by Melbourne the third test match is not working, India could do what they did with Maya Gagarwal. They gave him the debut and it obviously worked, but it's not always gonna work like that. But then I'll probably give Gil his debut in the third test match. How do you see how do you I, see I think, Shaw doing in Australia? Like what do you actually see of him? Last time we had a lot of hopes, then he got injured, but what do you see of him this time? So my big problem with Shaw as a test opener has always been his uh certain technical flaws. Um he, but I feel like those flaws come out more against a moving seeming ball than which honestly is not the biggest problem in Australia. Uh, he's a good player of the short ball, a good uh Especially in first class, he obviously had that past short ball problems in IPO, but that's because he's more forced to take it on. But he's a good, he's a good ducker and weaver, and I think I can see him. My thing is whether he'll be able to curtail his shots because Australia is not a place where you need to be going hard at the new ball. You can really just let the new ball play out because the pitches are usually fly. Once you play in the first fifteen hours, you could really be batting all day. My thing is, I hope I don't. Prithvi Shaw does curtail a bit of his aggressive instincts in order to set up for a long innings. Because that's that'll be, that's more important than scoring a forty off sixty balls. It's if you can get a hundred off two hundred balls playing all the way playing up till T up till T on a day one, that that's that'll be absolutely ideal for India. So I think if Prithvi Shaw curtails aggressive instincts a little bit and watch play out the new ball, which is won't be the most difficult task based on conditions. The difficult task will be more based on the strength of the Australian bowling attack. Then I can see him doing really well. I don't see. This, his technique being uh, exposed by seeing movement there, though. I think, uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. But I think uh, Gil can also slot in because at some point, um, mainly the the MCG match, 
Um, Coley's expected to miss that because he's leaving early to see the the birth of his son. But, oh, um, yeah. So so he yeah. So it, that's new newest things updates. So he's going to be gone for that match, um, which is pretty important. But I think that's where Shubman can maybe slot in. Um, that'll be a, a, an important role, and it's it's also at the end of the series, so um, it may not be of importance at that point. But um, yeah, that's a good that's a good place for him. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, no. Then yeah, then you play. Then you would play Shaw, Gill, and Shaw and Gill. Yeah, and then if if Ruet's playing, but. Instead, he's fit by then. Then Gil will come in at four, I, I, I guess. So, anyways, it, it might be yeah, the case I, that I, I Gil plays at number three, to be honest, because or at number four, because anyways, because Virat might be out for at least three tests, according to the Times of India. Um, it's, it's a crazy report that just came out, but basically, apparently, he's expecting a child with Anushka Sharma, and he's written to the board that he might miss as many as three tests due to personal reasons. Wow, that's even more than. Oh expected. damn! Okay. So if that's true, I think this debate over Shaw and Gill is basically not even an issue because you've got Shaw and Mayank opening. You're going to have Gill at number four. It's yeah, really Shaw would get the opening spot and Gill would go can go down probably, or I or you can go very left field and you can just promote. Uh, three, four, five up. Rahane at four. You can bring Kale Rahul in at six. Absolutely five. not! Oh my god! Are we really doing this again? Dude, Ko okay, Ko Rahul. Obviously, he had his problems in Test cricket, but every everyone's has struggled in right. you know conditions. But what has he done to deserve that spot over Shubman Gill when you were considering first class cricket form? Because if in last few last few podcasts yeah, we've well, always I, made the argument. I preface this is left field, very left field. Like okay, fair because just speak in case India because I think Ko Ko might I think Ko in Test cricket might need to come back as a middle. I just have that feeling, but yeah, obviously, obviously, no. He's he'll be the third. He's he, KRL is definitely the bottom batsman pick in this team in this squad. He's the last batsman I'm picking in this team for sure. Yeah, I think honestly speaking, he's done basically what Johnny Bairstow did to his game. Opened up his technique a lot to be much more dynamic in white ball cricket. Came at a big cost to his red ball game. I think it's a good trade off he's made. He's infinitely better in white ball cricket. As a result, I want him nowhere near the Test eleven anytime soon. Well, but when he when Carroll came out as an international cricketer, he came out as a Test talent. He was known to he was. Obviously, one of Dravid's pupils, and also I would not be dumping this test career. There's definitely something in there. I think. I mean, look, it's not. He's not the first batsman. He's not the first Indian batsman to have had his struggles in the Cena countries. So, and a lot of Indian batsmen have come back strong from from, from those. I'm not ruling out that he can come back strong, but I would want to see sustained performances on the A team in first class cricket before he comes back. I would not take him once again on limited over strength. This seems to be a common thing with a lot of teams. They see a player do great in limited overs and they pick him in the test match team. The thing is, increasingly now more than ever, there's a different technique needed. For limited overs, you want to open up your stance a little bit more, get access to all the ranges of the ground. You know, you start ramps over third man or, or the or ramps over fine leg. Um, you could do slogs over a cow corner. That type of stuff just doesn't play in tests unless you're batting at number 11. So I don't think you should be picking players based off of their limited overs credentials unless they're really, truly exceptional and they haven't failed before. So I think for Rahul, at least, for him to come back in the test team, he's got to do well at first-class level now again and show that he's rectified those issues that were revealed in the first place. Just my two cents on that. 
I think one thing though, to, I think it's going to fair say this will be this is a India's at a very big disadvantage, especially if Kohli's not going to be there now. If Kohli and Ishan Sharma is not going to be there, this is just as big as Australia not having Smith and Warner, and because it's the overseas series, uh, that that kind of ruins the series for me because like I don't even think that's that's fair on India. So that's just play. Yeah, uh, I mean, it'll make. Yeah, it won't be. It, won't it definitely be won't be interesting. I know. I'm pretty sure Australia want to play the best that India has to offer, especially if it's especially if they're in the touring side. Uh, one thing I lost is everyone seems to be criticizing the selection for a test squad. They're, they're I mean, everyone in Indian, Indian people love to complain a lot, and so everyone wanted to complain about this squad too. Who who would you guys not have picked in the squad, and who do you replace? The only controversial selection I could see is KL Rahul, but is there anyone here who doesn't deserve to be in the squad? Like, Honestly, I don't think so. Have they really messed up anything here? Like, KRL was only in because Rohit's injured, and then uh, Sangi. Or what about what about Pandya? I think Pandya is. I don't. I mean, Pandya playing would be, he'd be a specialist batsman. So, are you really going to pick him as a specialist batsman? I don't think Hardik is good enough as a specialist batsman at that time. I don't think there's much separation between KL Rahul and Hardik Pandya in terms of batsman and Test cricket. Because, yeah. like I just said, you don't pick someone for the limited overs credentials. Hardik is only worth his place in the squad if he's bowling. If he's not bowling, he'll get you maybe 30 runs in innings. I mean, Rahul can do that too. That's not really the question here. So. Yeah, but the the versatility but he of can't bowl. bowling as well. He, can't bowl. he didn't bowl. He this can't bowl. IPL. Well, this IPL he hasn't bowled. Maybe oh, by that but point. But then he'll be then fine. they'll look at that. Then they'll maybe right. Look at that. But I'm then guessing the reason exactly. he wasn't picked here is because first of all, if he hasn't bowled since last March, it's going to be extremely difficult to get him to come back to bowl in Australia in 40 degree heat. It just doesn't really seem like the type of thing you can rush yeah. him into. I. I I feel like he would have he would have definitely been beneficial in Australia, especially for his at least relentless bounces. Yeah, but, definitely, I feel the only one knows how to bowl. If, I don't but, even think he's confirmed to be bowling, and there's he's in the. Yeah. No, I, I he's he's not as yet because he's not even bowling for MI, which would take them yeah. to an entire new level. Honestly, they, but, they, don't, they don't really need him to bowl, but uh, that's a different. They don't, but I mean, I think yeah, he's picked as a, as a special batsman in the ODI and T20 teams. I don't think he's bowling. In, 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 he's not going to be bowling in the, at least whatever series comes first. He's not going to be bowling yet. That's what yeah. at least the, the fitness traders have reported. So yeah, so maybe okay. right, right. I mean, he he's he's been selected yeah, for ODI. I think he's been um, selected so. as a batsman. So, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, okay. yeah. So see, I that's the one thing. I, like I know everyone was complaining about these teams. I don't. I like if. Taking out KRL, is there any other batsman you think they should, India could have gone for? I, I can't think of anyone they're really missing in this team. Maybe, like, especially a, like they have they have like four openers in the squad already. I don't think they'll they're gonna need a backup middle order bat player. So I don't think India have messed up anything. Uh, Surya, uh, Surya Kumar. In test, though, I don't think I mean, so. I know he's been doing well in domestic cricket, but I think he's been doing well in domestic limited overs cricket. Not his first class record is not amazing. It's decent and uh yeah no i, I i'm just i'm the fact that i'm even throwing out these random uh, players just their names out just shows how like this, i mean i think if you really wanted to out. argue you could probably either make a case if you really wanted to push it you can make a case for either shreyas or abhimanyayasaran I think you could make a case for either of them. Mm. I think you're honestly stretching it really thin if you're getting it to that point because they'd be in as a last batsman over KL Rahul. And yeah. it's debatable as to whether they've done more than him to deserve that spot. So I think Shreya Sire would 
probably be the only pick that could work, especially if Coley's because he he could actually play in Coley's position, and because obviously Mithun is right. not a, a sensible pick because they have enough openers in this squad. Because that's the one part of India game that's not solidified. But I think, I think Gil would do it anyways, though. So I don't yeah, really Gil, think Gil would probably do it anyways. Shrey Sire is the only selection that would make sense. But yeah, I think okay, I'm, I have to give credit to Spiders. Right. They uh, criticize too much. This test, this is the exact test squad I would have picked. You know, the funny thing is, everyone likes to criticize the selectors a lot. And I get it. Sometimes they make boneheaded picks. But let's take Ed Smith from England. People criticize him left, right, and center. He's lost precisely zero home test series. And and one, I think one test series overall in his entire tenure as selector. So, I mean, like the fact of the matter is, I think a lot of the selectors get a lot of flack for what they do, but the squad compositions honestly aren't half bad. It comes yeah. down to how they execute, but I don't think this is a bad squad at all. I think this is as good as you can get. The problem is if Virat misses two or three tests as He's written to the BCCI saying that he'll miss at least two tests if he decides to take paternity leave. Maybe three is the report that we're seeing. If that happens, India are probably going to lose this series and unless Gil pulls a rabbit out of the hat. And you really can't blame the selectors for this. It's just India not having their two best batsmen at this point. Yeah, it's, it, having their best batsmen and one of their best bowlers. That, oh, that too. Yeah, and that's like that's just unfair on India, to be fair. And it's and then we can just give the same excuse Australia can gave in 2018. Yeah, I think Rohit being fit is going to be absolutely critical to India having a chance in the series because if Virat is actually out for half the series, then you've got to have Rohit back. I think what the BCCI is hoping is that Rohit will be at least fit for the last three tests of the series. That way, even if Virat misses two to three tests, they'll have at least all the tests with a one of them playing, which helps mitigate the damage. And then you're just basically relying on Shubman Gill to essentially come good on the talent that he's showing. You know, he averages like, what, 70 in first-class cricket. So you're hoping that he can carry some of that form over. Yeah. If he can even average 45 in the series, I think India have a good chance because that's what I would, the minimum that I would expect from Virat. But if their number four doesn't do that, then they're hosed. Yeah, then then the pressure. Then the only chance India has is Pujara repeats what he did last time and Rahane steps up. I think if Rohit is if Rohit's fit to play and Kohli's missing a match, I'd actually put Rohit at four and let the natural openers just play in their positions. That'd probably just make more sense for a team balance. Even though I think Rohit should get the opening slot first, then it would just make sense to put Rohit at four or maybe uh, Rahane four, Rohit five, and then have a Gill or Shaw opening with Bayank. Interesting. I think a key factor in this game uh, or this series is going to be Labrachain as well. Um, just looking at the other side, because he had an amazing 2019. But hopefully, I, I really want him to do well. Even though I'm rooting for India, I want him to. I, I just want to see him continue his form that he's had. Um, as expected, I hope like Steve Smith is going to do well. But if Labrachain can really step up, it's it's Thanks. curtains for India. I think I can bet. I can bet like a billion bucks. He said they'll score at least two centuries. Like he loves India. Yeah. And, he, and this is at home as well. But he'll score against India no matter what. Labuschagne. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering if he'll be a one-season wonder, but he's already killing it in Sheffield too. He already has two hundreds already. I think in two rounds. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he's setting up. And then obviously Warner's Warner never fails in Australia. Like, and he has a good record against India at home. So. It's gonna be tough. I think it's gonna to be tough on the Indian bowlers, especially if Ishan's not there. There'll be a lot of pressure on Bumrah and Shami, especially the wickets are flat and they're not giving the spinners that much. But uh, let's move on to uh, limited overs because 
the even though the right now the, the focus on the tour is not really the limited overs the focus on the squad dramas have been on the limited overs team can we confirm this for a duck is Rusha punt dropped or is he rested so they focus on test cricket what is the what is the bcci said what is the consensus been on that um from what i've read it says he's not included so i don't know what that exactly means um it, it doesn't mean it could mean that he's dropped but i personally believe that it's for him to focus on tests because that's what india need as, at the moment no i so. think i think he's been dropped and the reason i think he's been dropped is because ravi shastri has straight up said it went from we need to give him time to kl rahul is doing a great job he's a guy in possession all of that none of this language is consistent with what you say when a player has been rested i think they've essentially just dropped him i think it's incredibly harsh on on him i think he's done nothing to deserve being dropped like that um obviously rahul is the man in possession now and he's done a fantastic job but i just don't think india have treated one of the best t20 players that they've ever had the privilege of having very fairly they have a rare talent they need to back him they need to back him to the hilt they've really not even giving him a defined role you come in at number four what are you supposed to do are you supposed to accelerate are you supposed to play the anchor role he's not four no he wasn't but when he was playing and he was struggling a lot, it's because they kept putting him at four and he kept struggling in T20s. Yeah. Um, as honestly, I'm, looking, ODIs. I'm also looking at the squad, like the ODI squad, they've only picked KL Rahul as a keeper. And so, and KL Rahul's probably most likely going to open because Rohit's injured. So that's interesting because Sansa's not in the ODI squad. So it's interesting that India are going to rely on Rahul to open and keep 50 overs. I mean, I, I think the logic is basically that if, you know, if if Rahul gets hurt or something, Samson could just get slotted in anyways. So I don't think that's an issue. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. Samson's not in quite or listed as an ODI bat or a wicket keeper. As um, he's he's only in the T Twenty squad. I'm sure he can be transferred over. But yeah. Yeah. It's not directly stated. So I think one thing to look at, even though the squad, even though T Twenty already kind of interchangeable, uh, it's important to look that. In ODIs, India can really experiment with their squads. It's not really ODI is really the most is the least important format right now because it's it's only a year after World Cup. But T20 is important because we do have a T20 World Cup happening. Um, mm -hmm. My main problem with the I actually don't have too many problems with the ODI squad other than Rishabh Pant. Uh, I think the spin attack, I, the three spinners were pretty standard. They've gone for Bumrah, Shami, Saini, Thakur as the Pacers. I probably. Only one, I probably would have taken Deepak Jahar over Shardul Thakur. I'm not a huge fan of Shardul Thakur, to be completely honest. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty ups I'm pretty sad that Booby is still unfit and not able to play another series for India. He seems to be he seems to be that just been going through so much fitness problems ever since the World Cup. Obviously, he'd be probably the opening bowler if he was in this team. Um, but I really don't have too many problems with the ODI squad. I heard a lot of complaints about it. Uh, yeah, definitely, uh, I probably would have picked Bishop Pant. Uh, and I definitely would have considered Surya Kumar Yadav over Manish Pandey. That's the only thing. I think I think Mayank Agarwal. I'm really happy for him. He's been he's shown his he's shown his game in all formats in in international cricket and it, and for um, Karnataka obviously. And he did really well in the IPL as well. So I think he does merit a selection as a backup opener. And I think he'll probably start as the opener. Uh, he probably won't start as the opener. Dalwin and Rahul will start. Uh, Assuming Rohit's injured, but otherwise, yeah, I don't have too many problems with the squad. Also, if I mean, obviously, I I can't say any, say much because this is not this is part this is not human control. But if Kohli 
needs if Coley's gonna be on paternity leave, I hope he misses the ODI and T twenty series rather than the tests. I no, he would end up missing the tests, is what he said. Okay, that's on the timeline of delivery. Yeah, one thing interesting I want to point out about these squads before you say yours, zero, just that it seems that either Hardik is going to start bowling soon in ODIs or more possibly, even if he doesn't bowl, they see they've liked what they've seen in the IPL enough to pick him as a batsman. I think there's merit to that idea, but it's an yeah, interesting yeah. one because it's a new one. We've always seen Hardik either not picked or picked because he's an all-rounder. Now they're picking him for his batting, and I think it's a fair thing. There's a very few destructive batsmen like him who can change the game in 10 to 15 games. He's basically India's Karen Pollard. I think the other interesting thing to notice, two two things I want to point out. No Krunal Pandya. That's interesting for me because I would have thought he's a type of player who you know, could actually serve a bit more of a role in T20 than you would think. He's had some good form from Mumbai. And lastly, of course, the one of the big eye raisers for me that I didn't really process at first is that Gil is now actually included in the ODI squad again, which means India have forms for him, have plans for him as a cross-format player. Um, this, to me, is a bit more surprising than you might think because given his first-class form, a lot of teams often don't like to rush players into two formats. They'll say, you focus on this, you focus on that. I like this sign for Gil because I think it means that they're ready to start trusting him with a bit more responsibility um, and, and you know, putting him a bit more front and center, giving him the chance to succeed more. I think that's important. Let's see if he gets the choice. He won't. Yes. I don't think he – I think he's wasting his time in this one-day squad. He got – uh, if Rohit is fit, you got Rohit Dawan opening. If Rohit's not fit, you got Dawan and KL Rahul. Then you got um Mayan Gagarwal is probably over Brian Gagarwal was probably over Shubman Gill in the ODI cricket, ODI format. Um, so true, I think true, but then the question is why do you pick Gill in the ODI squad? I don't think they're just gonna pick him just to not take him. I think yeah. he might get a game or so at the end because like you said, the ODI yeah. squad isn't that important right not now. Important, yeah. So I think they're, they, they, you would only pick someone like him because he complained. Last time he got picked for the West Indies team and then he didn't make the 11 or he didn't even get picked for the squad. He said, you know, I'm kind of disappointed because I felt like I should be playing. So it's quite clear he's a little bit done with his business of getting picked in the 15 and not getting a shot at all. So I think if he's picked in the squad, given the lesser importance of ODIs, there's a non-negligible chance you'll see Strubman Gill in at least a game or two. Yeah, obviously, if especially because I think India are favorites to win the ODI series, so I think uh, if especially if they're two zero up, they can definitely give a chance. I'm just saying, if we're India are thinking of the strongest eleven, Gill is the fourth opener in this team, fourth fifth opener in this team. So, and I think his comments of whether he should be expecting to play like you're, this is the best top three in world cricket. Uh, he doesn't need to play in the top three, but yes, but like, is where can he? Because Shreyas Iyer has solidified himself at four. And then K.O. Rahul, if K.O. Rahul is not opening, he'll be at five. So, Yeah, so it really depends. First of all, if Virat is playing the ODIs, but Rohit isn't, right? Um, I think at that point it comes down to possibly does um, Gil slot in at six. I doubt it, nah, but man. they could be. The, the, the way I see it, I if I actually don't see Rahul opening, it's going to be Agarwal and, uh, I mean, Rohit, but Rohit Sharma and Dawan, but... I think it's going to be Agarwal and Dawan, but you'd have Kohli at three, Ayer at four. I think Pandey is going to play at five, and then 
that's not a debate yeah Rahul would definitely play at five oh and Pondy will play it Rahul doesn't accelerate as a bat no no Pondy Manish Manish Pondy no I think Pondy's the backup middle order batsman here it'll be I I don't think so his ability to play spin in the middle overs is like proved useful in the IPL at least uh, I think he'll play a pretty important role. Yeah, but Rahul, when he batted at five against New Zealand, he hit a hundred. He hit an eighty. Assuming your theories, assuming that India decide to just be like, oh, because Rahul's the wicketkeeper now, he'll play at five only. Then they'll definitely play Agarwal opening, and then have because if Pandya, I feel like I'd actually be taking a pure batting. I'm still taking Pandya over Pandey because I think I rely on the Indian top four to score score most of the time. So I rather have a big hitter than a pro than a Proper batsman and I Pandya Pandey Manish Pandey does to have strike rate problems. He can get bogged down. Yeah. Uh, Pandya would be the explosive player that India needs to get those three fifty scores. Uh, about Krunal Pandya, I just don't think he's ever gonna. I don't think Krunal Pandya or Akshar Patel will be getting into any of these teams up until Jadeja's career is over. Um, they're just not. Yeah, I think I think it all hinges on Jadeja, and who still is playing yeah. extremely well in ODS. Yeah, he's still he's been uh, and he's been batting extremely well, and I don't think Colonel Pani's even close to a bowler to mm-hmm. what Jadeja can do. Even though in IPL, it's debatable who's better, but Colonel Pani has been playing. Yeah, international yeah, is different. Colonel Pani's been playing in Mumbai. Everyone does well in Mumbai <laughs> for Mumbai anyway. Yes, it's so much easier to play when you have uh, so many good players around you too. Uh, so yeah, I think ODI squad like yeah, bo- the bowling picks are pretty. Do you guys agree with me? Do you guys think Indy could go for a better choice than Charlotte Tucker? Um, I mean he's not going to play anyways. Yeah, he's not. I I just think there's better. I still think there's better choices than him. I I I like Meepak Chahar more than Charlotte Tucker in all formats. I can I can see that. Yeah, I mean it's not really going to like matter that yeah. much, but it's. Uh, yeah. uh, T twenty squad. My biggest problem probably was, um, I think T twenty squad. My biggest disappointment was I don't think I would have picked Varun Chakravarti. I mean, this squad was picked halfway through the IPL season as well, and he Chakravarti got picked up a few good games in the IPL. Yes, he's having a great IPL, and obviously IPL performances do merit T twenty selection. But I would have gone for Rahul Chahar because he's had two really good seasons in a row now, and he's he honestly has been spinning the ball the most out of any leggy in the IPL. I was very disappointed to not see Raul Chahar. He's been in this T20 squads before. He's only played one match for India, and I would have picked him over Varun Chakravarti for sure. That was my biggest disappointment. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Chakravarti has had – it's coming off good confidence in, in the IPL, but not just that. He's he's more of an attacking player than Jadeja or even Sundar. So I I, I think it was a good but Exactly. You, you have Jadeja, left arm spin. You have Sundar. Chak- okay, I think he's better. If you're going for just if you're going for mystery spinner, I think he's better than uh, Jadeja. Yeah, but Jadeja is undroppable right now in the in, in two teams. Right, right. Um, for his batting six, but uh, at least for uh, over. Washington. I tend to think that this extra variation business is a little bit overrated. I think Varun is an excellent excellent spinner, but um, I mean he's not a spinner. <laughs> yeah, I mean my, my point is my point is this basically. I don't think you should just be picking him on the basis of he has seven variations because at the end of the day, international cricket is an entirely different beast from the IPL. I don't think, I think the Australian team, first of all, is better than any squad you'll encounter in the IPL. More than that, I think 
Rahul Chahar is probably is probably a more conventional type of pick that will end up doing better overall. Um, I think Varun kind of reminds me of Ajanta Mendes in a sense. There's that mystery about him in a way. When you figure him out, it's there's not all that much there. He's not a prodigious turner of the ball. Uh, he gets good skid. He's not turning the ball. He's skidding it and cutting. Yeah, you're it's, saying it the more blunt way. I was trying to be a bit yeah. more polite, but like, yeah, he'll admit it himself. He's not. He's not really spinning the ball. It's not. He's not putting revs and trying to get it to grip and It's more right. And when you're when you're on UAE wickets or India wickets, that works fine. But you go to Australia when the pitchers are a little bit different, and all of a sudden it's a different game. You need a bit more conventional spin to try to win there. So I don't think he doesn't get that overspin. He doesn't get that bounce. He doesn't get that turn. Um, if you're relying on skid, you're not going to get I think, it. I think conventional spin is, I think conventional spin in Australia is not that. We think conventional spin because I don't think Austin will work in Australia. So that's exactly that's not Austin. That's what I'm saying. So that, that that's where that's where Austin I think work in also That's just a proven fact now. Uh, but leg spinner, a uh, leg spinner is yeah, working. Yeah. A leg spinner like Chahal and Chahar to me. Merit pick. I don't think Chahar or Chakravarti are even going to make the playing 11s because I think T20 India will definitely try to go with their best team because we're trying to make a, a proper 11 for the World T20. Yeah. So I think for that, I think we should try to come up with our own T20 11, thinking who would be the strongest. I think that's good. Yeah. Um, openers, uh, this is assuming uh, Rohit Sharma is not playing. So yeah. we'll go with that and then make our decision. So Openers is actually pretty tough, and we, we might need to come back to it at the end. But I obviously that one, but we're picking between Agarwal, Rahul, and why, how is that, Samson. Wait, wait, wait. Why, um, why Rahul's the Rahul's the vice captain of this team? He's definitely been the first opener. He's I know. I mean, I know. You know I know. In IPL, he's been a little slow with the strike, but he still has the orange cap. And when he played, he's honestly been better than Rohit and Dawan in T Twenty cricket for India in the past year. I think he's the first pick of the opener, actually. Okay, that's fair. Then where where do you see Agarwal slotting in? Back up T20. Okay, it's a, these are big um, squads. The, during during time of COVID, we're yeah. gonna see big squads because of bubbles and all. And obviously, we're gonna and India mm-hmm. will experiment with, with their teams. But yeah, yeah. Continue with your playing eleven. Oh uh, yeah, so I'll go in that case. Uh, Dawan and uh, I was gonna go for Rahul anyways, but yeah, Rahul Dawan, um, Kohli. Treyas, um, so Iyer, and then that's four. At five, I would go with. It's actually kind of tough. Uh, I'll stick with Pandey, Manish Pandey. Um, why not? Uh, do you think Pandey yeah, is going to play T twenties? If there's one format, he has he'll get he'll get first opportunity to be T twenty, especially with considering he's a not. The greatest with injuries. Yeah, so then Pandya at six, and then probably getting into the bowlers now. Jadeja just playing. Um, you'd have Bumrah, Shami. Uh, I think Saini's going to be the third pacer. And then they're going to have one spinner, or one other spinner other than Jadeja. And I'd go with... Um, yeah, it's got to be Chahal. Chahal. It's got to be Chahal. He's the best Indian spinner, I believe, yeah. right now in T20 cricket. Um. So yeah, I think yeah. I think the main concerns India would have is the omission of Kulip Yadav, who honestly was a phenomenal international T20 spinner, but he's been such a he's been poor in IPL. 
and he's been poor in periods. I've been since he's not even getting picked now. So obviously in the headlines has ever since the squad was announced the next day, Sierra Kumar played a blinding innings against RSP of 70. And obviously everyone was out. Obviously whenever a player scores, who was not picked, obviously the entire public thinks they become selectors. And even though none of them were, even though I heard nobody advocating for Sierra Kumar out of the four, everyone decided to become a huge Sierra Kumar Yadav fan. But there is definitely merit to why he should have been selected. He's not just been having a tremendous IPL. This is his third great IPL season in a row. And he has been averaging 50-plus in all in limited overs, first-class grade for, for Mumbai in the last two years. There's definitely merit for him to be picked in both the ODI and T20 squad. And he could definitely fit into any role from opening to five. I definitely think uh, I'd be taking Suryakumar Kumar Yadav over Manish Pandey in the T20 team. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. In the T20 team, at least. Um, yeah. I, I can see why people are saying that. Um, again, again, it's not going to make that much of a difference overall. So they, they shouldn't have made a huge deal about it. Um, yeah. I I actually want to see Samson play because he played very well for Royals. But uh, it, it'd be interesting to see him play. I mentioned um, I still don't think he's a better player than Rashad Pond. I just what? don't think that. And I know, I know. So just when he hits, yeah. he's one of the, he's definitely a, one of the best six six hitters. But honestly, I don't think Ishan Kishan's better. So Lakshya, what's your? Yeah, obviously, yeah. India is going to be a bit concerned over the Amisha Kulivyadov. He's been poor in IPL in previous seasons, and now he's not even being picked. So, what do you think? I would say, to be quite honest, it's a bit premature to give up on him, given the talent that he has. I think we've seen it in the past. And the fact that a left-arm leg spinner is just a rare commodity to get and someone who people have a lot of difficulty picking. But what concerns me about Kuldeep is this. It is two straight IPLs now that he's not really performed that well. He didn't set the world on fire in the World Cup or anything like that either. Um, you know, I can't really blame him for the England game, but he didn't really do all that well in the World Cup either, if we're thinking about it. I just wonder if he's plateaued as a cricketer, if he's maxed out, if people have finally begun starting to pick that left arm leg spin mystery, and perhaps he's just not getting the um, not getting the flight and the turn that he needs. I would say that I don't think he should be starting until he figures this out. And maybe he needs games to start, sure. Maybe he needs to go down a level and figure it out. Maybe you only play him in the dead rubbers and tell them or in the games where you need two spinners. But I think as of this point, Mystery is not worth anything if everyone ends up figuring it out easily and ends up taking it to the cleaners. I think Yuzvendor Chahal has to be ahead of Kuldeep Yadav in the pecking order here, and I don't quite think it's close at this minute. Yeah. I, I definitely think he's Charles above him in the pecking order, but this was the last chance, at least, for India to test out um, Kuldeep before the international T20. Um, or the World Cup, so I, I I personally believe that they should have picked him here, um, especially dropping him at the end of the World Cup of the ODIs, um, and not not having him in, in the squad there or in the starting eleven. Um, it really like showed the 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 doubt that India had in him um, and the selectors. But I, I I thought it would have been a good decision to have uh, yeah the has Kuli really has Kuli really been that poor in for India? Can we like let's look, let's. Look. No, he hasn't been poor, but he I, hasn't I been so. exceptional either. Okay. Yeah, I don't he think was, he's done. Okay. He was exceptional when he started, 2017, all the way up till 2019. World Cup, I agree. Right? World but Cup, since one, then. One match, he got destroyed. 
short boundaries. We got the best batting lineup came after him and he got dropped. He got dropped because India were like, all right, let's go with it. He got dropped maybe because the conditions also demanded more pacers and spinners and they decided to stick with Chahal. After that, he's been he's been iffy. He's not been amazing, but he has taken a hat trick against the West Indies. He still got on wicked. He got hit a bit against New Zealand, but has he really been that poor to be dropped? I think his average is still below 25 in ODI create. His economy is still pretty decent. Even in the, in the absence of evidence, in the absence of evidence elsewhere, now in T20s, all you've got to look at in recent form is the IPL. And let's be frank, he has not done well in the IPL. When he's not set the international world alight since the World Cup in his dropping, right? He's barely treaded water there. Then the IPL comes around anything. Maybe he can turn it around, but he hasn't done that either here. He's ended up playing so poorly that he's lost his spot for KKR to Varun Chakravarti. So I don't think it's unfair to drop Kuldeep at this point. I think, like I said... Maybe you play him in a reserve game if you wanted to take him in the 11, but I don't in, in, the, in the squad. I don't think so, though. I think at this point, he's in the ODI squad. That's probably good enough for him. I don't think he's good enough at this point to be picked in the T20 squad over Washington Sundar. Or I don't even I don't even know if at this moment he would merit a spot over Akshar Patel on total value. So here's the thing, though, like. Kuli Bilhav, even when he was doing super well for India, he was not even doing that well in IPL. So I already kind of bookmarked him as a player who who just does better in international cricket. He, like, like a Rohit, Shikhar, that one usually. They've never, or Kohli, they've never been phenomenal in IPL either. Because totally. lower boundaries or s- smaller boundaries never favor Kuli. Yeah, that's the thing. The World T20 is going to... Okay, wait, I also just forgot. World T20 is not being played in Australia too. So I guess there's more merit to that argument, to your guys' argument there but I think of Kuldeep too is there certain teams are also there's certain teams that Kuldeep I believe has a mental stranglehold over like in Australia especially if India plays South Africa I'd be putting Kuldeep first because South Africa have always struggled against Kuldeep and Chahal the Kucha combo so I still would pick him in in my squads but yeah um that's all really to say I guess about the T20 ODI test squad um Going bit if I had to make predictions, uh, tests in your kind of screwed, especially if Kohli's not playing. So I'm gonna say two, I'm gonna say two one Australia, 100%. three one Australia. ODIs will probably be three two India. Um, India never sweeps in ODIs, even though they're the better team, they'll definitely drop a couple games. And Australia have did recently beat the World Cup champions yeah. in a limit overside, so we'll definitely see Australia. I, I, I think T20 clean sweep, sweep really, India, though. I don't think so. I think so because the. I don't think so. Really, okay. even the last time, I mean, the last time India played in Australia, too, uh, it was a close series. It was it was one one, but it would have been two one for India bringing game to get rained out. But Warner and Smith weren't there, and now Australia's spin attack is good. And in the long boundaries, India don't have a phenomenal record against Adam. Uh, I so mean, it's not like you can't, you, you can't talk about you can't talk about Smith and T twenties. That just those two don't go together. You can say Warner is fine, but. I know, I know his record's fine, but I, I don't know. His recent, but Warner, okay, but Warner's still, Warner's still there. Warner, yeah, Warner compared to Darcy Short. Warner, yeah, of course. Big difference. Course. I, I'd, I'd be saying, uh, yeah, but then, but then if you have Rohit Sharma, you have, you have Dawan, you have Ayer, you have Kohli. That's like, then, then I'll, then I'll say 2 1 India. Uh, I believe so. I'll say yes. 2 1 India. Uh-huh. But it's T20, it can go yeah. either way. So, ODIs, uh, I honestly can't determine ODS exactly. Australia, Australia does not take bilateral series. Seriously, you could literally see a bowling attack where Cummins, Stark, and Hazelwood don't play. 
even though they're in the squad. So you never know. If all three play, then it might be it'll probably be two one out in India. Maybe maybe India will lose, but it's honestly honestly ODI the ODI series will be yeah. kind of irrelevant. If it, I'm shocked actually that Kohli is even going to play that series. To be honest, I thought they might he might get rested from that. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's it's it'll be it'll be interesting. I, obviously, without Kohli, it'll make the matches yeah. for at least Tass pretty boring. Um, yeah, but uh, another player before I forget, uh, Pujara. Hopefully, he actually performs well, um, like like he did last time against Australia. If we see that again, that'll be. Amazing, but he won't. He won't have the pairing of Kohli to go with him. I think, um, and Prasun, you might want to hear this. If Rahani has a bad series, mm-hmm. his selection is going to get under. Under he'll he'll play all four test matches, obviously. If he does not score a hundred this series, I think people are going to really be like Rahani. This might be time up now. I don't know who, who because after, after this, India does not have tough series, so they could start grooming a new new player in the in his spot. Yep. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, again, tell us anything we need to improve or you guys want to talk to us or want us to talk about. Um, yeah. Anyone else listening who's on the cricket team as well, please feel free to join. Um, yeah. It'd be, it'd be good to have you guys on. Um, so yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks Rishi. Thanks Luxia. So we're going to have a South Africa and England um, series of three T20s and three ODIs that's upcoming either. I think it's December or they may push it to next year, but um, that'll be, that's the yeah. most upcoming um, series. That'll be pretty fun. I think South Africa uh, having Duplessis and whatnot, the bowling attack, Norkia proving himself for Bada. Um, it'll be pretty fun. England's going to take it. They did the ODI series. I think, I think even though I would say England are fair for both, I think England have rested a couple few players, a few key players. I think South Africa will pull off a few matches. Obviously, with South, South Africa has always been a great bilateral series mm-hmm. team. Yeah. So, and that, um, right. even though England are, even though no matter what happens in the series, England will still be the better ODI side. They'll still be the better T20 side. 